0: Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Steven Universe fan podcast. This is episode 174, and today we'll be talking about Rebecca Sugar's third episode of Adventure Time, The Chamber of Frozen Blades. I'm GC13. And I'm David. This was always one of my favorite Adventure Time episodes. I don't know if it's the ice or just the ninja stuff, but I love it.
1: Yeah, so, does this episode make you laugh a lot? I... Wow. Going back to another season two episode, I was just like knocked back. The humor is just so different in some ways. Just like there was like a booger joke in the first minute. <laughs> it was, And then there was just so much going on. It was it was it was a fun time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was I was listening to the commentary. Miss Sugar is quiet for a lot of it, but uh, she says what I think a lot of people would have picked right up on. And she is the one who is responsible for all of the anime references made in this episode.
1: Oh yeah, I've, that's the same note I had that uh, you know with the ninja squad and the new ninja squad and the obsession with lonely <laughs> blade. Yeah, Rebecca Sugar's obsession with ninjas and martial arts are really present here. And then there's that
0: time when she uh, did the dance of swords to the opening from what's that? What's that series called? The one where the sword comes out of the girl.
1: Oh, the one where the sword comes out of the girl.
0: And they, they shot for shot used the intro from that series for the pearl dueling with her hollow pearl in Steven the sword Fighter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but yeah, she is. I mean, obviously we have from Steven Universe, she's on point with her references, but she really likes doing... Direct shot for shot homages which which are can be pretty obscure sometimes there's a there's a really obscure joke uh that's like when when Finn actually says the there's one too many jakes like you could just take that joke to mean oh there's just like there's three jakes, but it's actually like some obscure movie reference that's also in that realm so yeah I
0: I saw that the I saw on the wiki that it was a
1: reference, and I'm like,
0: never would have caught that.
1: No. (laughs) Like, the sequel to Chinatown. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, she knows her stuff. Oh, this episode was great. I mean, as far as the anime references are concerned, even
0: in the promo image that they did for the episode. Yeah. They had Ms. Sugar
1: dressed up in the Naruto ninja headband. Yeah. Which is just like... And looking so shy. I know. She was having a lot of fun, though. It's just great to see them see her have this freedom just to make these jokes. I mean, I, even Steven Universe has never made a booger joke. So, I <laughs> um. mean, nor have they attempted to use boogers as smoke bombs. So, <laughs> no, which we did not get to see Jake do this episode, which is pretty wild because they do just about everything else. I mean, yeah, they ended sense. up with much better Ninja Tricks. I,
0: I'm always so disappointed that the. Ice powers from this episode just don't become part
1: of their ordinary repertoire. Same. Well, and n- not even just ordinary. I mean, the show's been on for so long now, and they make so many references seasons later. You know, I, I can't believe they just never thought that the- it would be useful. Uh, and of all things, I mean, the cat <laughs> ended up oh, of good grief! Yeah, yeah, they they
0: ca- they called back to the cat in a few episodes. They made that super important. I, I mean, they they gave a couple reasons for why they didn't use the ice powers later on. Uh I think the real reason is the one they said second in the commentary that it would just be confusing for them to just yeah. pull out these ice powers. Although again I don't I don't I don't buy that because it's like, oh yeah, Finn and Jake can summon ice weapons sometimes or do ice related things sometimes. I mean even somebody who's never seen this episode is gonna be like, well they fight the Ice King a lot. Maybe they learned something.
1: Yeah, I th- I feel like there's a few dizex machinas within the series that might have been better from just having them have the ice powers <laughs> to be an excuse or even, you know, they did the exact same thing they- when they went to the wizard city and learned to be like super high level sorcerers. At least with
0: that they took away the powers at the end of the episode and this one they're online making excuses like Adam's like, "Oh, yeah, they forgot how to do the incantations and the hand yeah. motions." Or in the commentary track, he says that oh they can only do it when there's a lot of ice around.
1: I mean, honestly, seasons one and two, I'm like, if if Finn was even asked a question about what happened during that time, does he even remember how how much is really canon when it's <laughs> just just randomness? So
0: Yeah. Although I do I do love the sequence when Finn and Jake are fighting and just Jake completely flips his lid when Finn catches the arrow. He's still like OMG. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was one of many um short screaming sequences <laughs> that this episode threw at me. Uh, Finn and Jake like yell a lot in this episode, which they do in a lot of early, uh early adventure time. But, but I was reminded of that here. I do like his freak out face. There's a lot of great, It's so dynamic. This episode, there's so many shots uh, and just like their characters' bodies are constantly morphing and moving. I love how just fast paced it was. That's not something you see in Steven Universe much. Um, So that must have been a lot of fun for Rebecca to be drawing. It's interesting how the different stylistic choices she made between having to work on this show and having just, I mean, it's really a totally different thing how they're animated.
0: Yeah, they were talking in the commentary track, there was... One of the sequences where Finn does the noodle arms again. I think they called them goopy arms that Finn and Jake were doing <laughs> at the time. And uh, if if what I gather is correct, she seemed to have been doing that because she thought she was supposed to. But they were kind of ribbing her for doing it all the time. So I, I guess she did it too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was like a style guide I saw of Adventure Time before describing like how the arms always have to be curved. And she must have just gone full out with that, which I think is great. I love seeing that uh, in this show. It's like one of the most unique sort of features of the animation. I love seeing bendy elbows. So (laughs) yeah, but that was, that was fun. So yeah, obviously ice King's computer is a great joke. Um, (laughs) It's not the only time we use Ice King's computer, though, uh, for just like a ton of quick gags. But I do like his folder organization, you know, keeping Gunter stuff off to the right of the screen. And, uh, you know, he's got some ROMs on there, too, which I thought was really great. That's probably a Rebecca Sugar (laughs) little uh, detail right there. And he he is apparently a prolific MS Paint artist. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, you know, that... Could also be a Rebecca thing because you know, as we've seen with the diamonds and their pearls, having a similar obsession uh, with yes. drawing. So drawing lo-fi. lo-fi.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, according to the commentary, she said that drawing of uh, that the Ice King drew of himself on the piano. You know, the one it lingers on. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, she said she based that image off of a drawing of herself on a piano she made in high wow. school. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, we need to see that side-by-side comparison. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe. It was probably a little bit better drawn than Ice King's, though. I'm just guessing. I'm guessing.
1: I mean, it's some of her early work, though, you know.
0: Yeah, but the Ice King's not that good. Let's Mm -hmm. let's, let's be honest.
1: (laughs) I mean, he's not bad on the drums, though. No, he's not. Uh, You know, different talents. Hmm. (laughs) Uh,
0: Was this the first Doctor Princess episode?
1: I feel like it is at least from the way that she like clarifies, I'm actually not a princess. It's just my suit. Yeah,
0: I, I do like her. That something medical is happening.
1: Yeah, she's totally calm the whole time, fascinated by Gunter, and then just like she, it's not even a problem that she's captured. Really, she just calmly exits the overnight bag.
0: And then while, while the Ice King is fighting, you know, having his ninja battle with Finn and Jake, yeah. he got her just,
1: so how's the egg? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, Ice King, what his obsession with ninjas just comes out of nowhere and leaves never to be seen again. Remember, he hides his ninja love. That means he is unworthy.
0: But then yeah. again, we never see the Finn and Jake ninja love in any other episode, so I guess no. this is just one of their passing obsessions, which might be the real reason they never bust out the
1: ice powers. That's true; they just totally moved on. Yeah,
0: I mean they're, they're at that they're at that stage of their lives where they're very transient.
1: <laughs> yeah, hmm.
0: I mean, doesn't at one point. When they lose the treehouse to Marceline, Jake suggests that they just become hobos.
1: Yeah, like why not become ninjas? (laughs) Just they'll just be anything. Of course, Jake latches onto things quickly, as we've seen uh, seen in the last episode we watched. But yeah, (laughs) just yeah, I'm going to toast this ice cream now. But he's egging on all of this too. I mean, Finn wouldn't have even, you know. It's intrusion. Oh yeah, Jake was being
0: super irresponsible this episode. Finn just wanted to do a responsible stakeout, no violation of the Ice King's privacy. I, I mean, beyond checking the diary for his evil plans, but as soon as he got the proof that he was searching for a princess to kidnap, boom, case closed.
1: Yeah, I feel like most of the stuff that got broken was Jake. I mean, the table in the ninja room. can't remember if the throne, his chair. I, I mean, know, he did on, break
0: Jake. that weapon display just because he had ice nunchucks and nothing to hit with them.
1: Yeah, it's kind of rude. But, I mean, you know, the what, the TV got broken too? Uh, that's kind yeah. of a really wide stretch to Steven Universe's TV getting broken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. I I mean, I think just Cartoon Network shows in general have it out for TVs. Yeah. Because you have Secret Saturdays where Mom Saturday likes to just throw TVs, um, either in anger or
1: as weapons. It just depends. What hurt cartoonists at such a young age to be afraid of their TVs breaking, you know?
0: I I think this is just, this is, we should have known that Cartoon Network wanted off the air and onto the internet. This, This was an early sign, even before... They had the internet to flee to. Even before they had the app, they wanted off TV.
1: So, yeah, that is amazing. (laughs) That's amazing, amazing persuasion that they're putting on the kids. I also like the theory that maybe all cartoonists became cartoonists because their TVs were broken by their family members. And then they had to just draw for themselves. Yeah, like they had to make
0: flip books and uh, get
1: friends to do wacky cartoon voices for them. Because their TVs just kept being smashed.
0: Yep, but uh, that
1: that cat though. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. The wiki had a really strange note on that. Apparently, it was supposed to be look more like an Ice King Gunter hybrid. Oh,
0: if you look up the storyboard they posted, they actually posted the storyboard that they sent to the network for review and the face looks just like the ice king this that's old man with a long beard and everything
1: that's horrifying that would have been so funny but so the network's like
0: nope 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 nope
1: because what's the suggestion i mean you'd have to show on screen that they did not do something horrible because like you'd have to be like oh there's a potion off in the corner because otherwise that is yeah that's not something you could just end the episode on
0: yeah that's no. that's like it Cartoon Network's like, no, we're not going there. Make it the cat again. You you drew the cat the first time. D- do the cat. Why would you even send us this?
1: Yeah, you drew the cat the first time. <laughs> Why did you go back and do this? Yeah, and you know, I'd be uncomfortable with that. I mean, that's not Ice King anyway. I don't need that as a part of his character. So I'm happy they made the smart choice.
0: Yeah, that was another case where network interference made the right call. The, uh, the other time is in on Nickelodeon for Invader Zim when they're like, Show that Iggins is still alive. And they're like, okay, fine. We're going to have him fly out of the <laughs> elevator while Iggins and a crazy guitar riff happen.
1: You know, I kind of hate Iggins, though. I, mm, man. But how can when you I not love his...
0: that ending? <laughs> that is a beautiful ending.
1: Yeah. You just reminded me that a movie is coming out for that show sometime this year, too. Hype.
0: Yeah, that's going to be fun. Well, let's see here. Do I have everything? Okay, I got everything that I wanted to talk about, although I do want to say that, you know, Miss Sugar was talking about being responsible for all the anime references. She said that she did watch a lot of the 70s, you know, ninja exploitation films that, you know, they were given or that she was given for reference. But, you know, she just she just fell back on what she knew.
1: Yeah, oh well, that's evident. Yeah, these uh these early episodes though they go by fast and uh there's only <laughs> only so much to glean. So, but yeah, it it's um it's interesting seeing her do all this stuff. I just really love uh just just the fun loving attitude in these. Uh, it's just so many dynamic shots and movement and just constant. I mean, th- this was still in the age of them just coming up with random words and like I don't I don't think it was this episode. I think it was the episode paired with this one right after. With just uh, Lady Rainicorn and like just repeating nonsense words made up by her parents, like it was a good time to be working on Adventure Time. So
0: her parents weren't speaking Korean.
1: No, her parents were speaking English because they had the little boxes on, but oh, then they have like ridiculous okay. game names like "grrr better," and then Jake's like "grrr harder." So you know, but
0: yeah, that that's that's yeah. very Adventure Time.
1: Very Adventure Time. So you know. Interesting that, uh, you know, I don't always see the Adventure Time influence in Steven Universe so much as I just see Steven Universe sort of small connections back in Adventure Time. I mean, really what it shows is Rebecca is, is a artist that can move between a lot of different, you know, types of themes and sort of can work within... The boundaries of a show while still adding her own touch like it doesn't just have to be oh it's re- this is really obviously rebecca sugar because it's everyone's crying like no one <laughs> cries in this you know <laughs> they and yet won't let them can... cry no so she can she can move between this stuff and uh that's really awesome to see
0: yeah because both of the shows are very border driven the the borders are responsible for the bulk of the episode and so they they can leave their mark and so she leaves her mark On her Adventure Time episodes, and then she gets her own series and definitely leaves a mark there. Absolutely. I mean, I I just wish they had kept that
1: Ice Ninja manual, though. I guess that would have been stealing. It would have been stealing, you know. Finn couldn't bring himself to do that. Not, Not at this point.
0: No. Although, wasn't the title card for this episode the same as the ending thing, where you got Finn kicking Ice King in the head while jake is kicking him like in his butt or somewhere lower <laughs> um, I, I think yeah. it ends like it started
1: yeah it, no it does it is enjoyable they have a different cartoon network logo too and stuff i like it
0: but yeah this this was always this was always one of my favorites but if, if you asked me to list off my favorite adventure time episodes this would have been on the list
1: hmm, my favorites are still to come but they're all Rebecca sugar episodes so yeah
0: Yeah, we're 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 a few Adventure Time episodes away from my favorite Adventure Time
1: episode, but we're going to get there eventually. Uh, Okay, I'm excited to see it come out of left field and not be I Remember You, but we'll see. No, it's not
0: going to be I Remember You. I'm I'm
1: way more of a hipster than that. I know. (laughs)
0: The next Rebecca Sugar episode will be the real you, but we have other things to do before then.
1: Yes, uh, many new things. There's a new TV show out on Cartoon Network, which looks pretty good. Oh, are you talking about Unikitty? Wait, is Craig of the Creek not on Cartoon Network? It'll be on Cartoon Network, but it's not out yet. Oh, oh, right. It's just the pilot. Oh, well, you know what is coming this year, though, but is not touched by any steven universe people is that infinity train one ah that'll be fun forward to yeah although that is very adventure time inspired for sure i mean it's almost a little too close to the dungeon train but hey you know i'm not complaining
0: yeah so i guess that's us done about chamber of frozen blades join us next week we'll probably be talking about the anti-gravity graphic novel for steven universe but until then i'm gc13
1: and I'm David. Uh, don't forget to leave us a review <laughs> on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please
0: visit universespire.com. Thank you for listening.